There is a quote by Charles Darwin that says, a man that dares to waste time has not discovered the value of life. That was a mic drop moment for me when I heard that. We'd all love to have more time, wouldn't we? We all value our lives, don't we? That's what we're talking about today on the podcast. We're talking about how to gain more time by dropping seven habits that we participate in that actually waste time. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Dental Life Podcast, where we explore how you can have both a successful career and a meaningful personal life in and outside of your practices without sacrificing one for the other. I'm your host, Beth Heilman, former dental office manager turned certified life and health coach. And I'm here to help you navigate the challenges and opportunities that come from being a dental professional. Let's get started. I've always known how important it is to not waste time. We all do, don't we? It's actually very challenging to do. Seriously, I want to tell you, this is the one thing that has changed everything for me. Here's the litmus test I use for it. Does the activity that I am participating in, does it drain me or does it create more energy? Does it create value in my life or does it decrease the value in my life? Several years ago, I was worn out and exhausted from chasing goals in our dental practice and in my personal life. These were goals that not all of them aligned with my life values, with my soul values. They were actually goals that the world imposes on us. The numbers in our practices, the numbers on the scale, the number in my checking account. And I bought into it. I bought into it hard, but my life was so out of balance from all of that. I didn't recognize myself anymore. When I stopped for a moment, like got off the freaking hamster wheel and took a look at my life, it's really hard to put into words how far off track I felt like I was. It wasn't where I wanted to be at all, but I was committed almost to a fault, kind of like a bulldog with a bone. We're going after this goal. Failure isn't an object, whatever it takes, never give up at all cost. Y'all, that's some BS, especially that all cost part. Those goals and those thoughts driving my actions toward achieving those goals were taking away from my mental and physical health. They were taking away from the relationships with the people I cared most deeply about. And it was chipping away at my peace of mind. I knew things had to change. I knew I was headed down the wrong path. I knew I was headed down the path of being overweight, unhealthy, to a point that I might not recover. But what about all those dreams still inside? I have so many dreams that I want to see come true. I had to make some decisions, decisions that actually got me back on course and have paid off big time. The first decision was how I wanted to focus my attention. I wanted to focus attention on the things that supported my goals in all areas of my life. Our goals should be to support us, never at our expense. 
The biggest area, though, that I paid attention to was the low value or no value habits that were actually distracting me, taking me further away from the goals that I wanted to achieve rather than moving me closer toward those. And I want to share seven of those with you today. The first one is pretending, pretending like you've got it all together, pretending you're okay, pretending everything is okay when it's not. That is dishonest. It is a lie. Because here's the thing. This is for every person on the planet. Life is 50-50 for all of us. There's 50% on this side of amazing and 50% on the other side. It's just a different flavor for each of us. When we pretend it's different than it actually is, that's when we hand over all of our power. We create imbalance for ourselves. It's like we use twice as much energy in our day just to pretend and the energy working toward the things that we want. I want to offer to you to drop all that nonsense, except the 50% of life accept the 50% on each side of amazing and work with it, not against it. Learn to manage the negative 50%, not hide from it, not escape from it, not pretend it's not there. The second habit that I want to offer to you is just messy mornings. There's a quote by Henry Ward Beecher, the first hour of the morning is the rudder of our day. Your morning sets the tone for the rest of your day. Yet we start our mornings out reacting. Actually, your mornings start the night before. When you go to bed late, you don't sleep well. When you begin your morning exhausted and tired. I used to do that all the time. I used to dread nighttime coming. And then in the morning, you hit the snooze button a couple of times. Then you immediately reach for your phone You're still in bed, reacting to what the rest of the world is doing, afraid you missed out on something during the night. Then you hit the snooze button a couple more times. Never paying attention to those messy thoughts that you have going on in your brain. Now, you shower, you do your hair, you put your clothes on, so your outward appearance is presentable. What about your internal appearance? Your mental hygiene needs attention too. Just like you would brush and floss every morning. You need to see what's going on in your brain. It needs to be cleaned up and presentable. It creates so much value to start your day with good mental energy, a clean, clear mind. It's easier to manage the day when you have the momentum of a clean mind working with you first thing, especially when we have so much coming at us all day long that we need to manage. It's much Harder to course correct if we start off on the wrong foot. We had a dear, dear assistant one time. If if she's listening to this podcast, she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. We used to talk about it all the time. This was her morning routine. She lived about 15 minutes from our office. We started our morning huddle every morning at 7:30. She would wake up at 7 put her scrubs in the dryer to fluff the wrinkles out. She would wash her face, brush her teeth, put her scrubs on, grab her purse, 
and leave the house at 7.15 and get to the office door right at 7.30 or 7.31, it blew my mind. I would be so stressed out. I don't know what I would do. I'm not trying to call her out now. Like I said, we joke about it all the time. I'm just telling you to get you to see how critical it is that we start out our mornings on the right foot. Give yourself some time to breathe. Set that rudder for the day the way you want to with intention. And then the third habit that we participate in is we just work without a clear plan. This one was a hard one for me to admit. I've always been a planner. My planner is with me at all times. And you know how many hours we spend in front of the schedule in our practices. We plan every hour around patients, treatment planning, team meetings, trainings, all the service people, lab cases, lunch and learns. You guys know. But all that planning was rooted in reacting, reacting to situations, putting out fires, reacting to whatever the day was thrown at me. I was not planning for results, scheduling all the actions I needed to take in order to see that result. I was always working on insurance, working on accounts receivable, working on recall, and helping other team members do the same. And having so many goals, we had, we had goals for each of the 25 systems in our practice. Then I had my personal goals on top of that, but my personal goals always took a back seat to my professional goals. There was no constraint, not one primary thing to focus on. My attention was scattered all over the place on all these different goals. I wore that multitasking badge like a badge of honor. There's so many studies now that prove multitasking actually slows you down. doesn't help you get more done. It creates chaos, lots of it. So much of my time was also spent trying to decide what to work on. Because when you don't have a clear plan, one focused on creating results, your brain thinks everything is important. Here are some of the thoughts I used to think. I used to think thoughts like, if I don't do it, who will? It'll take too much time to teach someone. I'll just take care of that myself. I have to lead by example. You know, I don't want anybody to think I'm lazy if I don't just hyper produce. I wouldn't dare ask my team to do something I wouldn't do. Listen, those thoughts did not serve me and they don't serve you either. We need to clean up our thinking around that. And we need to focus on one primary goal. So set that one one big goal that you want to go after, one that is going to stretch you, one that's going to challenge you, but not defeat you. Then three to five, no more than that, three to five goals that support that primary goal. It's constraint. That allows you to focus your attention toward that main goal. And then create a clear plan, a plan that is Time bound. And what I mean by time bound, I will set two hours in order to create this result today. So have it time bound, result oriented, and then focus on the actions that support you toward reaching that goal. That makes you feel good as you're going after the goal. 
When you plan that way, you never intentionally plan a day to work 12 hours or to work two hours with nothing to show for it. No, you're not going to do that. And then once you have your plan, execute the plan, even when you don't feel like it. Because here's what's going to happen. Remember, your brain is programmed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. It's not going to want to do things that it doesn't want to do. Say you've planned two hours on Tuesday at 10 o'clock when you're going to sit down to do a task that might seem hard, that seems overwhelming, one that you might dread. Something like write the job description in your practice. It might be your job, it might be for another team member. Or say you plan to clean up $2,000 in outstanding insurance. Maybe it's in your personal life. Tuesday, 10 o'clock, two hours. I'm going to clean out that closet. Brain isn't going to want to do that. It may be okay with the first 30 minutes, and then it gets bored. It gets hard. It wants to go do something else. It's going to want to push it off until tomorrow. It's going to want to do something easier, more fun. It's going to want to avoid doing the thing. It's going to want to take a peek at that text notification. It's going to grab a donut on the break room table. It's going to chit chat with your coworker. Be on to it. Do it anyway. Honor your plan. Listen, once you implement planning this way, you will be energized once you start accomplishing the things. Listen, when you end your day and you have three concrete results, instead of no clear results for all that time you spent, it feels amazing. The energy that is driving your actions is so much different. It gives you energy. It doesn't drain you from energy. And then the fourth habit is distractions and not creating a clear, concise plan to manage those distractions. We're answering email all day, text messages at all times, Slack messages, You actually read them, but you don't really have time to respond to them properly. And then there's interruptions from the team members, chit chat, getting up and down, getting up to eat something, even when you're not hungry, even if it's not something you planned. So create a strategy for those distractions so that you don't tolerate behavior on your part or on the part of others. And then there's social media. I wish I could have back every hour I have spent mindlessly scrolling Facebook and Instagram. Like, here's a shocking statistic for you. On average, people spend 147 minutes. That's two hours and 27 minutes on social media each day. And that number is just an average. If you're brave enough, take your phone out right now. Check your screen time. Go into your settings and look and see what your screen time is. When you see that, it's a reflection of the way you spend your time. Is that what you want? Almost two and a half hours of our day spent mindlessly scrolling Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. It's a hard no for me. I think of my future self who's out there, the person who's already accomplished all the things that I want to do, have an experience. I imagine her looking at me zoned out on Facebook, 
when I really need to be recording a new class for the Dental Life Academy membership, I imagine her saying, like, really? This is what we're going with? But that didn't come easily. I had to learn to manage my time on social media. And I had to develop a strategy for the discomfort that popped up when I was bored, when I wanted that little distraction, that dopamine hit you get when someone likes your post. I had to learn how to manage it, to just be with myself. I am very intentional now with the time I spend on social media. I plan it. I have culled my feed to get rid of the junk that does not support my goals, the junk that does not add value to my life. It actually was moving me in the opposite direction of where I wanted to go. And I've set some guidelines for myself around my social media too. I don't just consume it anymore. I use it for inspiration to create content of my own on social media. No more just saving post after post, never to go back and look at it. That's clutter. No more taking screenshots to look back on and then wonder, why did I do this? Is this a mistake? Why do I even have this on my phone? Listen, the creative energy I've been able to harness since I stopped mindlessly scrolling social media has been off the chain. And the time it has freed up, it's like you wake up and your brain comes alive mentally. And then there's multitasking. Okay, this is kind of funny. As I sit here creating this podcast, I'm working on my desktop and I'm uploading pictures on my second computer to Dropbox. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this little message. Oh, snap, you need to reload. So without thinking, what do I do? I reach over there to start the reload to see where it stopped uploading those 5,772 pictures I have from my laptop. Busted. But I had to laugh. Used to, I'd keep on with that, but not anymore. Put it on my schedule. I'll handle it then. I focus my attention on the one task at hand. I no longer have 28 tabs open on my computer and 10 stacks of paper on my desk. No, I don't do that anymore. I realized multitasking is a very low activity. It is a habit that we have all bought into. We think we're going to get more accomplished, but there are studies out there and many of them that prove otherwise. But regardless of the studies, I proved it true in my own life. I don't feel scattered anymore. I don't feel confused. I don't feel pulled in so many different directions because my focus was being divided on so many different tasks. And I complete a task. I actually have more time. I have a clean desk. Just that one thing I'm working on in the moment. In the time I plan to work on that one thing, I can breathe. I focus my attention. I complete things. I create so much value in my life. I move toward the kind of life I want to live now, not this crazy, disorganized, all over the place life I used to have. And then the seventh habit is clutter and disorganization. How much time do you spend looking for stuff? That file you want, that patient's chart, the keys, the gift card, that email. You know you put it in a safe place. 
a place you could count on it being there, but it's not there. Or where was that place? I cannot tell you how many times I've watched assistants throw thousands of dollars of supplies in the trash because they were expired. Now, not expired before we used them, but expired because they couldn't find them when they needed them. And so they ordered more. That's how we are in many areas of our lives because we're cluttered and disorganized, especially in our brains. We have so much clutter up there. Old expired thoughts. We don't have room for really good high value ideas that will serve us. So take an inventory of the clutter in your lives. Clean it up and make room for those high value activities and ideas. The ones that are going to move you forward, that aren't going to keep you stuck, that are not going to have you wasting your time and the stuff that is standing in the way of the life you really want. And listen, I'm sharing this information with you because I get it. You are not alone. I have been there. I know what it's like to be in the thick of it, to spend day after day trying to keep it together when you're treading water and don't know how much longer you can hold on. You don't know how to turn it around. It's like everything you try doesn't work, so you give up. I'm sharing this with you to let you know it is possible. I found the way out and you can too. Wherever you focus your attention, that's where you're going to move toward. So if you find yourself feeling stuck, not moving toward your dreams and goals, you'll find the answer where you focus your attention. So pay attention to these seven areas and see if they're actually taking you away. Are you pretending everything is all right? Are your mornings messy or do they set the tone for the way the rest of your day is going to look? Do you just set out working without a clear plan, a plan that is going to be scheduled for results? And then the distractions that you allow in your life, social media, multitasking, and the clutter and disorganized life and mind you have going on. Listen, you have all the power you need to create the exact life you want. The life you know is living deep down inside you. You just need to take control of your power to stop giving it away, giving it over to the circumstances in your life, especially stop giving it over to all these low value habits that we mindlessly participate in every day. You want to focus your attention on the activities that support the way you want to think and the way you want to show up in the world to create great value in your life and drive you toward the exact life you want. And I'm here to support you. I'm here to share everything I have to help you move toward your dreams and goals. I am so thrilled you're here for it. Share this with your teammates. Share this with your dental friends. Let's do this together. And if you want to take a deeper dive into some of these practices I've created to help you implement some of these strategies, I hope you'll join me in the Dental Life Academy membership. We're going to distill down into the mindset to support you, the skill set you need to develop, and the tool set you need to help you get where you want to go. The doors will be open soon. I hope you join me over there for that journey.
It will be life changing. Have a fabulous day. I'll talk to you again soon. Hey, have you had a chance to download your free copy of my mental hygiene checklist yet? Visit BethHeilmanCoaching.com to get your copy. It teaches you the practical skills you need to achieve the same level of excellent mental hygiene as your dental hygiene. Don't miss out on this valuable resource for both your personal and professional growth.